Welcome to World of Freedom, episode number 12, where today we're going to be chiming in on another video. I got my boys from Earn Your Leisure, and they're going to be talking about um, a video that they just posted recently. Um, this is a couple of days ago, actually, and this is about um, the next world superpower. Um, so as you guys may know, um, at this current time, we're actually approaching what seems to be a recession, right? Um, so there is a lot involved in uh, the recession that we're approaching, um, but also as well, um, earn your leisure. You know, they're going to talk about, you know, some of the things going on behind the scenes, like, um, you know, different countries coming together to create, you know, a world power and everything. So we're going to listen to these guys. Uh, I'm going to chime in on what my opinion or my thoughts are um, on the subject matter. So, yeah, let's get it. To our economy over the next 20 years. Yes. So BRICS is Brazil, Russia, India, China. And, South Africa. Yeah, and South Africa um, all together. And so think of it, going back to the basketball analogy, Maybe Russia cannot beat the United States because I've seen in the comments people are saying, well, America has the number one um, military in the world. That's true. But the war that we're fighting right now in the Russia-Ukraine war at some point, that we have to put a stopping point to it because if they, energy prices have increased so much, some, in some cases 10x in Europe, that if you're having to get your reserves or natural gas from Russia, they can use the commodity that they run and have a seller market on to freeze out or cause rationing in other countries. And if those are our allies, we're going to have to come to their aid. There are other ways that this war is going to be fought. And with the introduction of this super team, which they've been working on this for over a decade now, if these four countries come together, it's projected by. So as you can see right now, Basically, the type of war that we're in right now with Russia, um, you know, and us here in the United States is really a war of resources. Right. So we haven't gotten to that stage where it's all out, you know, physical warfare, you know, bombs are being dropped and everything like that. Um, but, you know, as you know, we did put an embargo um, you know, on Russia in terms of, you know, the world has done that in terms of them, you know, being able to trade, you know, their goods and services, um, you know, with, you know, the world, uh, certain countries due to the fact that they did invade uh, Ukraine um, and kill so many innocent people and just, you know, brutally, you know, disrupted, you know, their society. Um, so as you can see, you know, there are valuable resources that Russia also has, you know, that we've been uh, in the past trading with them with um, as well. So Russia is actually coming back at us um, in terms of, you know, blocking those resources uh, that we would be getting from them as well. 2050 that they will be a superpower. So sometimes you may not be able to beat a competitor head on, 
But if Brazil, Russia, India, which is a super booming emerging economy in China, which we've talked about coming together, and I have a small theory that if right now China cannot beat the United States head up, if they cause a crash internationally, and then the superpower applies a lot more pressure at that time and buys up a lot of assets, if we have two successive crashes back to back, by 2040, they'll definitely be in lead by 2050. So yes, we have a large military, but they're not playing the same kind of war game that we are playing. So keep your eye on BRICS, do your research on them. And a lot of times when people cannot beat you, and this is why companies like Apple and Microsoft, they were acquired aggressively. Sometimes it's too tough to build all the pieces that you need. So like if next season, let's say hypothetically, Let's say LeBron went to the Golden State Warriors. It was like, whew. NBA will be in shambles, right? They are trying to form a super team, not only economically, but geopolitically, to be able to be the number one superpower in the world. And if they successfully pull that off, it would definitely do a major damage to our economy. Okay. So there you go, folks. So, again, those countries are China, Russia, Brazil, South Africa, and India coming together to create an alliance, right? And that alliance, again, they are strategically coming together to create a world superpower economically and geographically. Now... America, you know, we have so much privilege here that I feel like we have slacked a lot in terms of our youth really locking down, you know, becoming less distracted by, you know, social media such as, you know, TikTok, um instagram facebook you know twitter um you know i'll use china for example in china you know there's only certain things that the kids over there are allowed to see on tiktok you know if it's not dealing with anything dealing you know with productivity you know they have restrictions right in america we don't have those restrictions in america we put so much less restrictions on what we allow our kids to see the social programming you know that they're allowed to have access to or what's uh condemning or consuming their minds right you know it's so much stuff you can see you know on tiktok and instagram you know you got anything from naked women to, you know, fighting, you know, to shooting to any type of, you know, vulgarity, you know, being used amongst, you know, our people. Right. But again, in these countries that are coming together, they put a lot of restrictions on that stuff. Right. So America and it's slacking, it's slackingness. It's catching up with it, right? I mean, it's it's just, this is what's happening and, 
And, you know, if we don't make a lot of changes and and start to put, you know, better things and, and restrictions and information in front of our youth, then, you know, how are we going to put some, pro- uh, you know, productive citizens out there, you know, to compete with China, you know, Russia, Brazil, South Africa, India, because, you know, these places are on it and they take their education serious. You know what I mean? So that's just where we at, you know, with the whole thing here in America. Here's some statistics. So four out of those five members among the world's uh, 10 largest countries by population, by area and GDP, about 23% of the gross world product combined. 23% of the world's gross product just from those five countries. Well, the thing about it is, is, it's actually, I don't know whose idea was it for team up, but it makes complete sense because mm-hmm. um, the only way you can't, if you can't beat somebody in a fight, you have to jump them. <laughs> you, 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 learn that, you learn that in the basics. Yeah. So when you look at a, a combination like that, um, when you look at Brazil, what's the strongest economy in South America, you look at India, which mm-hmm. is uh, the most populated in China country in the world mm-hmm. china is the second most populated country in the world vice versa yeah, but they're the top two. they're the top two most populated countries in the world mm-hmm. china is the second largest economy in the world you look at russia which obviously you know is the biggest probably military threat to the world outside of outside of america and then you have south africa which is the largest economy in africa mm-hmm. um so pretty much you're picking the top player from each continent Skipping Europe and skipping North America. Yes. That's the obvious play, what they're doing. North America, obviously, that's America. Europe is in bed with America. Mm-hmm. So they're saying, okay, we're never going to be accepted by y'all. We're never going to be, we're always going to be like, you know, stepchildren in this, in this equation. Mm-hmm. So we'll just work around you. And now we'll take, you know, South America, Asia, mm-hmm. and the most European country in Africa, which is South America, which the 80% of the wealth in South America is still owned by European people of European descent. South Africa or South, South Africa? Africa? South Africa. South Africa. Okay. That's a problem in itself, right? So let's be honest. When you think of Africa, you think of Africans, you think of the native people right you think of you know black people right so and i was actually just watching um uh, the movie um the other day um you know uh with the guy excuse me i'm trying to think of his name but he's from south africa he was the president um of south africa uh nelson right so I was uh, watching his documentary um, the other day um, on Netflix. But anyways, going back to South Africa, you know, Rashad from Earn Your Leisure just mentioned 80 percent of the wealth in that country is owned by Europeans. You know, that's that's a, a story of colonization. You know, that's a whole nother rabbit hole of a story that we can go into but we'll save that you know for another day um but yeah 80 percent of south africa is owned by europeans you know it's just 
you know, that's a that's a sad, ridiculous case. But anyways, let's get back to the video. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the Africanas, they're they're Af they're South African, but they're white, and they still are in control of the of the majority of the wealth in South Africa. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> they have black presidents. They've had black presidents since Nelson Mandela, but they still haven't figured out how to actually transfer. There we go. Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela. Rest in peace to the brother. Any economic power to black people. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So that's so that would be a natural fit, right? Because it's like you can't you don't have to go through, you know, a country like Nigeria where mm -hmm. it's it's a black dominated country and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Like, all right, let's just go. We already got a connection with South Africa yeah. from a variety of different things that have happened in the past. That's easy yeah. to work with them. Um so yeah, I think that, that that's something to definitely keep in mind mm -hmm. and to look out for because um the next world superpower might not be one country. As we know, we look at superpowers as one country, mm -hmm. but the next world superpower might be five countries coming together. That's and one now, unit. Yeah. yeah. And it's super strategic, right? It, it There was no S on BRICS in 2009. Mm -hmm. Right? So think about Let's that. Add so another piece. Yeah. Right. So they, they're looking at the globe saying, who can we add? And, oh, okay, here, here's a continent we haven't touched. All right. What's, a, what's the number one economy there? All right, let's go grab them. So super strategic, super strategic and definitely a threat. And yeah. then as we're in this conflict with Ukraine, of course, we're gonna support, ally, uh, excuse me, support Ukraine because they're an ally. But now Russia has been saying, hey, well, maybe we'll just accept the wine instead of the petrodollar for oil, which I told you guys maybe seven months ago, eight months ago. That's a very important economic linchpin because now if you remove the petrodollar, And you need this done by when? Was this approved by management? Yeah, y'all. It's, uh, I mean, that's, that's something right there, you know, just knowing that, just knowing that, you know, here in America, we've just, it seems as though we've been having a downfall, you know, and it sucks to say, but you know it's the reality and now you create your own currency and i go back to my theory about how much russia owns of bitcoin and ethereum i'll go back to that and lightly tap on that door with vitalik being russia if you set up cryptocurrencies and eventually these become you have your own geopolitical or, or country-based currencies when we go through these crashes you're going to want safety when transferring dollars safely and securely and no country even with bitcoin and i saw um an article that like even countries in south america that were using bitcoin and big fans of it since the prices went down they are not as big as advocates of it you can't promote a currency brand or any entity that you if you don't completely own majority share of it so if bricks come into play what is to stop them from making their own crypto cryptocurrency and allowing that money to circulate. And if they remove the petrodollar as a main mechanism for buying oil from them, then where does that place us? Going back to one thing, and I have to, and I hate to say he was right, but Trump was right. We need complete energy dependence from any other country. It is a huge mistake to rely on food, water, and that water crisis is only going to get worse. Food, water, and oil, selling market items. And we don't have so for those of you, you know, who don't know or haven't heard 
you know, the world is actually under a food crisis. And also as well, he just mentioned a water crisis right now. We haven't quite been feeling the effects of the food crisis quite yet here in America. But, you know, it's bound to happen for us to feel, you know, more of those effects, you know, in the coming uh, months as, you know, we continue to progress uh, heading towards, you know, uh, the first of uh, next year. Complete dependence from other countries who are going to be in trouble. And, and here's a complete illustration of that. When I was in Houston for the flood a few years ago, city shut down. We saw the entire country shut down over COVID. It was horrible, but it wasn't like an extinction level event or like something so catastrophic where we, did, we didn't have enough systems in place in most cities to get masks ready available. What are we gonna do? So the invasion won't be troops on our ground. It may be a super power or super pack like this that could lead to the destruction. But Ray Dalio's book, it's probably one of the best books ever written about the economic climate and cycle that we're in. Please read it. Pages 300 through 400 is your homework assignment for next week. Please get it done. My so there you go, people. Again, that's just a, a quick uh, synopsis of, of what's going on here in the economy. Um, I appreciate you guys for tuning in to the podcast. World of Freedom episode number 12 um also as well if you're interested in getting started in real estate you know i do provide a private community we can get you started get you in uh intro uh little to no money uh bad to mediocre credit get at me dm me or send me an email y'all have a great rest of your day peace